Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me a very eclectic individual. We have Jonathan Tuttle, who uh, has a couple of businesses. So let me just share a couple of them with you. First of all, he is the principal of Midwest Park Capital, which is a mobile home park fund for accredited investors. You can learn more about that at MidwestParkCapital.com. He also has a digital marketing agency in which you can learn more about at RevenueAscend.com. And he has an online course to flip mobile homes at mobilehomewealthacademy.com. In addition to all that, Jonathan Tuttle is an investor, speaker, upcoming author, and he also likes to call himself a maverick. So Jonathan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. You know, since I started hosting the show, I always just kind of feel like, and with 2020 having happened, I thought I'd just ask, how are you doing? <laughs> well, thanks for asking. It's been, uh, it's been actually a good year. I've been fortunate to be in uh, niches and in, in, uh, industries that actually have benefit from the downturn. So we've been fortunate, I've been fortunate at the position over the last decade, uh, after seeing what happened last decade online and then mobile home parks did it really, really well when everything else was going crazy. So yeah, ahead of time it's really helped. Yeah, that's really awesome, Jonathan. Let's talk a little bit about mobile homes. Uh, for How did you even get into the industry of mobile homes to begin with? Sure, yeah. So now it's becoming more mainstream, but I told my friends 10, 15 years ago, actually 15 years ago when I first got involved, Mm-hmm. They're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it was kind of like, and there wasn't like back then there wasn't all these courses. It wasn't, you know, like iPhone hadn't come out yet. So like you didn't have that much access to information about home homes in particular. But uh, my dad was a real estate developer, a contractor for custom home builder, uh, 35, 40 plus years in real estate. Mm. And just growing up, he discovered it around 2005. And I saw during the last downturn that it was the only asset that we had that did extraordinary well. At the same time, I saw who was involved with it, Warren Buffett. Uh, he's got two separate billion-dollar companies. And Sam Zell, who's considered the greatest real estate investor in history, he's mm-hmm. the biggest owner of apartment buildings in the USA. He's the biggest owner of office buildings in the USA. And he's also the biggest owner of mobile home parks in the USA. And his favorite is mobile home parks. So that was mm-hmm. kind of got my interest peaked about mobile home parks. And now it's becoming really mainstream with like the big Wall Street firms, private equity, Blackstone, Apollo. They're buying billions and billions. Basically, yeah, Wall Street's real big in it, and like obviously, Wall Street Journal and all the magazines are starting to talk about it. Is it did the best of any real estate this year? So fortunate mm-hmm. enough to be in the space. Yeah, for people that are hearing about mobile homes and mobile home parks for the first time, can you describe to our listeners what what is a mobile home park or mobile homes? Sure. Well, they got two components. So like the the homes, anybody can flip them, um, mm-hmm. and that's why I have the Mobile Home Wealth Academy to see behind me. But uh, it's the affordable housing. It serves a need. For mm-hmm. majority Americans, about 60 million Americans mm-hmm. need affordable housing. They fall for that, fall into that category. Uh, and it's like the last affordable housing. It's not subsidized by the government. So in most, in most states, especially like the Midwest where I'm at, it's really, truly affordable. You could have your own house and yard. You have no neighbors, 300 bucks a month. Uh, all in, you're probably $350, $400, depending on, you know, your utilities. Mm-hmm. And if you're across the street, like say in Illinois where I'm at, if you're across the street, we have the highest, one of the highest real estate taxes in the country. 
So you actually make up that difference. And all people like, well, if you have your house for 30 years, you pay it down, that's your equity. Mm-hmm. Equity in mobile homes is the, uh, the money saved in taxes. Mm-hmm. So $3,000 per $4,000 per year saved in taxes uh, over the course of you know, 15, 20 years, that's your equity. So mm-hmm. it really fills that void for the affordable housing, which affects uh, you know, 60 million Americans. And then yeah. the mobile home parks are like pretty much considered the hottest real estate investment right now. Self-storage is really close to. Yeah. Uh, it just really been really strong during downturns. So like I said, it's, it's a huge uh, need and very low supply. You can't really develop new ones. Most communities, most cities don't like them. They, the stigma, even though the newer mm. parks are beautiful and the homes are nice, uh, they just don't like it because A, the taxes and B, the stigma. And it's been an ongoing issue to develop new, new parks, but there's only been about, it's almost impossible. There's been about 10 or 20 in the last 20 years, according mm-hmm. to our data. So. You know, it's it's interesting how you bring up that uh, it's still sort of a stigma to, uh, you know, to have a mobile home. And considering, though, that uh, you and you mentioned the stat, I think a second time already, over 60 million Americans mm-hmm. um, need this kind of affordable housing. Yep. Uh, so what do you do as a company to, let's say, break through that stigma and say that this is like this is normal, like this is so needed? Yeah, no, great question. So, yeah, if we're just going to talk about the fund, you know, Midwest Park Capital, Mm-hmm. Our primary focus is to help solve the affordable housing because people don't realize if investors like us don't come in and put new capex because these have been dealt, you know, developed 30, 40, 50 years ago. So they need improvements. And if something else comes in and they can't develop new ones, they tear it down. It's about 1% or tear, torn down every year, which means less and less affordable housing. And mm-hmm. when people need it, a time like this is just actually crucial. Yeah. So the is like solving the affordable housing, providing a quality, safe place to live in. And if you compare it to apartments, like our biggest. In the same town, usually our apartment rents are half the price of what in the mobile home parks, mm-hmm. uh, like a class B or C apartment building, and it's about one third the price of a house. So if you can imagine, you have your own lot, your own little safe community, well maintained, yeah. amenities, and you live for one third the you know the price. Even if you're working at a ten dollar an hour job, you still fit in that one uh, what the government considers the one third of your income. You still can still afford to live there. So that's the beauty about it. You really solve the affordable housing. And for the investor side of it, it's just super stable because it, it fills that void. There's, you know, people can't really go anywhere else. And it's not, right. we help provide that really affordable housing for the investors. They know the average tenant is 14 years. So mm. you think of any other real estate class where your, your, your cash flow from the, from the tenants is guaranteed for the next 14 years, basically, on the last 50 years of data, it makes a really compelling uh, investment for most you know, credit investors. Yeah, I, I'm sure for most investors, they want something stable and long term. Yeah. And so to let them know that the average tenant tends to live in these mobile homes for at least 14, 15 yep. years is, I think, very reassuring for them. Yep. Let's talk a little bit more about these uh, investors, Jonathan. Uh, how did they find you and how do you pre-qualify them to work with you? Sure. So since we're a fund and uh, we're regulated by the SEC or we have certain guidelines, they have to be a credit investor, which means they've had to, they have to basically validate they've made $200,000 for the last two years and going forward or have a million dollars liquid. Mm-hmm. And the government doesn't consider your house an asset. So even if you have a you know, multi-million dollar house and you have $2 million equity, that doesn't count. It's like, you know, retirement funds or just liquid money in the bank. Um, yeah, we're doing a lot of marketing, definitely mm-hmm. Facebook ads mm-hmm. are the most effective. And plus I have my agency, so they run the ads for it. There you go. Uh, lots of, lots of, we're getting a lot of PR right now, been picked up by you know, national magazines and things of that nature, because there's only a handful of funds out there. So, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that we're in a niche that's really trendy right now and really popular, 
Rockside Chicago or in Chicago. And Chicago is kind of like the mecca of those. That's where Sam Zell's from mm-hmm. and a lot of the big uh, mobile home park funds. So it's kind of like we get a, like a little of that, you know, that, you know, credibility just for being in Chicago and being a mobile home park fund. So yeah, the, the main thing is online though. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. And, you know, I imagine with uh, having, having the pandemic happened, um, there must've been a spike in more people interested in possibly investing or uh, actually looking into getting these affordable mobile homes to look into. And, you know, what better way right now than to do it online, because we all, (laughs) you know, are told to be at home. So it sounds like the, it sounds like things are really working out for you as you already hinted at the beginning of our conversation. Yeah. And it's a great point there. Uh, Right now, national operators have a 93% collection rate during COVID. No other asset class is close. I was at a uh, virtual conference, just like you alluded to, like everything's online. Mm-hmm. Uh, it used to be in person in Atlanta. It was called the Southeastern Conference Owners for Mobile Home Park Owners. Mm-hmm. And they had the national director of lending for Wells Fargo. And they do all, you know, every type of asset class, multifamily, you know, everything. And they were like, it's a 95, we're seeing 95% collection rate. Wow. I mean, compared to other apartments that got really hurt, they were seeing 75, 76 so like this just really validated how how people really need this and how it's great for an investor. Yeah, so. absolutely. So for people who, um, uh, t- so tell me a little bit about the online course to flip mobile homes, uh, mm-hmm. which is if anyone wants to learn more about the website is mobilehomewealthacademy.com. Uh, what type of people would be attracted to this online course? Well, I want to have a solution because like with the, the fund, it's a credit investor. So that's, you know, about 8% of the population based on mm. But the other mm-hmm. 92%, how can I help them? And how can I help the people that need affordable housing? So the whole premise behind it is being able, it's the cheapest form of real estate to get into. It's the least complicated when you're flipping the homes. Uh, you know, there's some oddballs because it is considered like a car, like a title. So mm-hmm. we go over step-by-step step how to do it the most fastest, easy way, how to use digital, how to find uh, mobile homes to flip. Um, we even have a year guarantee. So it's like really, we want to provide a solution for the other 92%. And the best part is, We're providing, we're fixing and flipping homes so these families and needs will now have a better house to live in Mm -hmm. and still be affordable. And at the same time, the park owners love it. A lot of these mom and pop owners, which is the majority of the owners, they love it because they just want the unit in there. And now you're putting your own money to make their unit more appealing and they didn't put any money out of it and they make the real money from the lot rent and the the equity of that unit staying in the park. So it's a win Mm -hmm. for everyone. Yeah. It's a great way for anybody to start off and have the easiest form of real estate, especially nowadays when you know, people are stuck at home, they're looking for another income, yeah. solve a problem, help people need, and you're using digital, and we have a year guarantee and step-by-step, and we literally brought the best of the best because of my fund and my industry relationship. I'm bringing, like, people that would normally never speak on these, like, type of courses, mm-hmm. guiding you through step-by-step, the private Facebook group, the private, you know, like, things we have, and, like, the course are going to be really, really powerful to people to implement and make some money and also help people in need. So I'm mm. excited about it coming out yeah. next month. So by the time you see this, I don't know what's going to air. This is yeah. election day here in the U.S. <laughs> by the time of December, it should be out. We already have the funnels done. So... Awesome. Well, that's really exciting, Jonathan. And it sounds like you are really creating a win-win-win, you know, situation for uh, so many, for everyone involved, whether it's the tenant or the investor or someone who wants to get into investing. Um, it just sounds like you, and and the fact that you have your digital marketing agency to help you get the word out there. It's yeah. just, you have this very, um, I don't know, just this all-encompassing way to, you know, do what you do. And I think it's it's really admirable that you've done that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so that's that's the beauty of like uh, implementing. It's called called vertical integration, basically, where you mm. implement 
controlling your business through you know avenues you have access to. So the digital side is so powerful now. Um, like like you alluded to, Revenue Sense, my digital agency, uh, and really just able to use Facebook, Google, SEO. Like if you Google uh, mobile home park fund or money managers mobile home park, I'm like literally number one and two in every major keyword. So I get a lot wow. of organic traffic from that. And it's kind of like a competitive advantage. So people see me, like these other funds have been out a lot longer. And I'm thinking like, where did this guy come out of? You <laughs> know who I knew I am, but my website's <laughs> popping up ahead of him. So just, yeah, definitely. And just any of these entrepreneurs that's listening, invest in your digital because that's giving that that competitive advantage online. And like you said earlier, I alluded to, everything's online. So you need to have the right branding, the right positioning, you know, everything's online. Make sure you invest in that because that's what's going to get you more business and it's going to grow. And you could predictable, you can measure it. You say, I put this much money in, I got this many calls, I got this many leads, I got this many hits to the website, mm-hmm. converted to this much business. So it's really measurable. Unlike the old form, like TV ads. And I've tried TV ads and they didn't, it was a waste <laughs> of money. Unless you're doing like a small local business, but waste of money. And I did pack, like uh, podcast advertising, that didn't work. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to find a way that could actually measure it. So yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit more about the entrepreneurial slash, I guess, marketing side of you know what you do. So I have your in our notes that it really took you seven to eight years before you really felt like your business took off. Um, and I think the question I want to ask from that is, um, first of all, what motivated you to stick around? <laughs> um, and and what keeps you to sorry, what keeps you sustainable today? I think for any entrepreneur, it's not made for everyone. It's that mm-hmm. that drive, that uh, just that tenacity, that hunger, setting goals, uh, and then just getting a little bit better every day. So in the last couple of years, I really started reading a, a tremendous, actually like the last five years, I started reading a tremendous amount, taking a lot of courses and investing in mentors. Uh, and now it's kind of come full circle where I have a team of advisors from CPAs to lawyers. And then I do all my, you know, every day when I wake up, I, I work out, do cardio an hour, hour and 15 minutes. I throw in a podcast like this guy, like right here, listen to your mm-hmm. podcast every day, throw mm-hmm. in a, like a book at night, either. And you implement that, you have two or three hours of organic content that's actually going to help build your, you know, your business, your education, your knowledge, compound that six days a week. And then over the course of the year, you're going to see tremendous growth in your you know, business acumen and then go test it out. Uh, the first seven years I've gone through different cycles. Like the, when I first got into business, it was the last downturn, which we're mm. probably going into another one based mm-hmm. on everything being closed and just being on a long bull run, but just the ability to be tenacious and fight through it and just keep building relationships with the right people and mentors. Cause some of the people when you first meet them, they don't believe you're going to you know, succeed. And then once mm. they see you fought through it, you've actually brought value. Uh, and then you start getting a little momentum, a little momentum, a little momentum, but you see the bigger picture, the long-term picture that, I keep investing myself, keep investing in mentors, keep listening to podcasts every single day, keep reading every single day, make that part of your day-to-day instead of watching Netflix, instead of maybe going out with your friends one last time. And this year has been perfect because you really can't, at least in our state, you can't even go out. You can't even go out after (laughs) nine o'clock. So what else am I going to do? Might as well not watch Netflix or actually make something that's going to grow me personally and my business. So it's been a great year in that regard. Like People can take this as a negative or they could take it as something like, hey, if I invest all this time that we have that basically kind of a gift and then try testing it out and implementing their business, they'll see it. And like, for me, like it goes back to just compounding, compounding, compounding. Now when I know if I start a business, like an online business, I know I, I could test it out within a month. I know if it's be successful or not. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what I meant by like the seven or eight years. Now I could test it. If it doesn't, you know, like a Shopify store or something, I could just, you know, throw it up in a week. If it works, cool. If not, close it down. 
Yeah. No, I, I appreciate you sharing all that. Um, you know, there's a phrase I heard years ago that goes like OD with PD, which means overdose on personal development. Yeah. And it sounds like that is just what you do. Like, you know, yeah. before you start your day in the middle of your day, at the end of your day, like yeah. when you have spare time, um, you know, it's like, are you feeding your mind? Um, you know, and I think that with, you know, with, with 2020 having been what it had been, um, even for myself, I have found myself just um, like working slowly, but working long. Longer, uh, because just like what you said, it's like, where am I going to go? And working doesn't always mean like actually working. It could be educating myself. It could right. be thinking. It could you know be contemplating about like the next best idea. And so um, obviously, uh, your business is a reflection of all the you know inner work you did for yourself. You know to be able to create the success that you've created today, and 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 hopefully continue to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. Yeah. Reinvest your time. Like. I tell people when I do, because I sometimes, well, pre-COVID, I'd be speaking on stage at different stages. Mm. Uh, and one thing I tell, like, I do at a couple of universities, and I tell the students, I'm like, throw on a podcast, throw on an audio book. If you do an hour of cardio a day, if you don't like cardio, now you're actually, and you actually retain more, at least because your, your blood's flowing. Mm. Um, and that's one, if you do an average audio book or average pod, well, first you compare it to books, an average audio book, six or eight hours, you get mm-hmm. one book a week. That's 52 bucks in a year. That's what mm-hmm. the average, they say, if you Google this, like the average CEO reads 52 books or whatever it is. Wow. You get the 50 books in right there. Podcast, the same thing. You get an average podcast is 30, 40 minutes. You get six, eight podcasts a week and put them at that times, you know, 52 times next few years. See yeah. how that makes a difference in your life. It makes a tremendous, tremendous difference. And it's free. So, or with the exactly. audiobooks, they do subscribe. It's eight bucks a month, unlimited books. They do throttle you after like eight or 10 audiobooks, but still, it's a yeah. dollar a book. <laughs> Yeah. And to add upon that, um, you can like, for me, I'm a big uh, audio person uh, mm-hmm. because I'm in podcasting, but I don't know about you, but sometimes I like to listen to things at like two times speed. And I feel like, I mean, it's not always the case if it's like a how-to thing that I really need to listen to intently, but you can digest more information by speeding up the audio, whether you're listening to a podcast or, or listening to something on Audible. So, you know, just a little tip for anyone that is like looking to learn and, and learn fast. That's a, a tip that I suggest. And I personally enjoy <laughs> yeah, it's, it's faster. Like you said, you accumulate more knowledge faster. So, yeah. Well, Jonathan, I really uh, enjoyed our conversation today. I want to thank you so much for joining us. Before we go, any, any, I, you've already dropped a lot of knowledge, but if there's any final piece of wisdom that you want to share with us before we go, what would that be? Sure. I just kind of going back to being uh, tenacious and because the times are going to get rough. I think yeah. all the data is kind of showing that. Uh, just double down and just believe in yourself. That was one thing I, like five, six years ago, I didn't believe myself, even though I was starting to get bigger opportunities. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I still have second guessing and like, just really believe in yourself. Cause you post it on people post stuff on Facebook and then they get that, you know, the dopamine rush, but then they don't actually execute on it. Focus mm-hmm. on you. Don't care what anybody else says. Keep doubling down on your education. Keep testing everything. Pay for mentors. Cause that speeds your knowledge is basically knowledge transfer. Pay for mentors. And like, what don't ask for free stuff and don't say, Hey, can I help you out? And like, learn, just be like, how much time, how much I have to pay for your time. Mm. They'll actually listen to it. I think that really helps tremendously uh, because that knowledge compounds. So going back to that and just being tenacious and keep, and then also at the same time, you know, implementing all together, but then also giving back like for, mm. we're starting a 501 C3 for the, for affordable housing for the people that live in our community. So we're going to wow. do a charity. I used to set on four charity boards, including the Chicago chefs hall of fame. I do a year, for the last, well, I did five years straight uh, throwing homeless dog parties for my dog, Brownie. And so we do a dog charity event. It used to get picked up by WGN, which is in that national news, but Chicago station. 
talking mm-hmm. about how we helped homeless dogs and raise, you know, these dogs that are in need. So I figured, why not just do my own this time? I know the work involved. So I have the, wow. the 501c3, you know, kind of ties into the thoughtful entrepreneur here. And then from a revenue sem, a digital agency, we're focusing, like I said, on HVAC. So we're going to do a percentage of our revenue. And the goal this year, we're going to do a press release next week. So by the time this area will be live, we want to donate four to six scholarships for technicians. There's a shortage of technicians. Wow. So there's anybody who's like once, you know, their kids are thinking about going to college or they don't, you know, times are tough. There's a shortage of technicians and it's good paying jobs in plumbing and HVAC. So we want to do, we want to pay for the scholarship. It's only a six or eight month uh, schooling, but we want to pay for that in full from a revenue sense, a way to give back to both people. So when you're doing your business and your entrepreneurship, think of how, you know, during these tough times, how can we give back? How can you help others mm. at the same time? Not just yourself. Think about how you can help others at the same time. Jonathan, you're amazing. Thank you for being here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me. It's been fun. Yeah, for sure. And again, to our listeners, this is Jonathan Tuttle. He is um, investor, speaker, upcoming author, and maverick and principal of Midwest Park Capital. You can learn more about the Mobile Home Park Fund for accredited investors at at MidwestParkCapital.com. You can learn about the online course to flip to flip, wait, the online course to flip mobile homes at mobilehomewealthacademy.com. And lastly, if you want to learn about his digital marketing agency, check out revenueascend.com. With that said, thank you all so much for joining us and we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.